So wherever your visions and your goals are, you need to provide that space. And the layout, what we choose, what we put on our walls can inspire us to be the person we want to be. Again, it's about intention. Hi, and welcome to the Girl Who Can podcast. I am so, so happy you're here. It's time for you to remember that you are the girl who is valuable, inspiring, and deserves to live in the confidence that is uniquely yours. Because my friend, you are the girl who can. But we're also not a place that expects or promises perfection because striving and hustling for the perfect looking life, one, doesn't exist, and two, will rob you of who you were created to be. So stick around and let me remind you of how to be the girl who can with who you already are. In this podcast, we have conversations that inspire you to be productive, stay rooted in purpose, but also learn how to embrace the imperfection that is just part of the journey and remember that you're not alone in that. So hi, I'm Arissa, registered dietitian by trade, but most importantly, your friend, and I've made it my mission to live and share with you the importance of working hard, but also resting well. So I invite you to be the girl who shows up for herself as we get into today's episode. Hi, everybody. This is a very exciting episode for me because I am recording this episode in my new home. So you could probably see from the title, but I have bought my first home and I'm here with my fiance and we're just starting this new chapter of our life in Texas. So yes, I'm sitting in my new home, but the room that I'm currently in (laughs) has nothing in it. And there is a ladder and some paint that we got because I wanted to paint the room. So it's kind of messy, but it's just so exciting and it feels so good. And I feel so grateful and blessed because I completely know that buying a home right now is not easy. And furnishing a home is not easy. We sit here with lots of boxes on the floor. Our first night actually in here, we got our, it's a tradition in Tyler's, on Tyler's side of the family of when you move into a new house, you need to buy your favorite pizza, bottle of champagne, and just eat on the floor in the middle of the house, nothing in there. And so that's what we did. And it was super fun and just really special to just finally be sitting in this space to call our own. And I thought, what better of an idea to dedicate an episode about just your environment and how you can be purposeful with it and intentional? Because honestly, I'm learning as I go along too. I'm somebody who truly believes like you can feel so inspired by your environment. Like it can, it can cause you to be productive and just change your mood and really your home, whether you're in a house or a studio or renting a room, whatever it might be, or you're still at your parents' house, you know, there is an opportunity, a window for you to invite in just different things and Maybe it's what it looks like, but understanding like why you're bringing something in your environment. And so I thought I would bring on a special guest to the podcast, an interior designer. Her name is Jessica Velasquez, and we just connected through social media and 
As I mentioned, she's an interior designer, amazing one at that. And she is also a host of My First Home in Canada, which I thought was super cool. And she leads a virtual movement called Self Care Begins at Home, which I love. And this gathers experts in the self wellness industry to provide just transformative insight into how to create a home that takes care of us and sets us up for success. So I was like, this is 100% in the realm of being the girl who can. Like we all want environments that set us up for success. And in this conversation that we have, I loved it so much because we we talked about so many different things that really you would never think would come out of interior design and creating and designing your environment. And I think what's cool of what's inspiring her is that how our well-being is inseparable really from our environment. Improving our surroundings really is a duty we owe to ourselves and we talk about her innovative threefold design map that she has and we dig into how this helps you gain clarity to then provide a vision which then empowers us to take action. So many good things and a big thing here was refining our intentions and just being self-aware to then really strategize your dreams. And like I said, it's just so crazy about how all of this came out of just talking about how to design and decorate your home. And I took a lot out of the conversation, but we get into all of the other design nitty gritty stuff like beating decor fatigue or avoiding budget regrets. And so, yeah, I really love this conversation. So let's get into it. Hope you guys enjoy. All right. So hi, friends, and welcome back. We have Jessica here, like you all heard in the intro. So hi, Jessica, and thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Hi, Arissa. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. Of course, of course. I'm so happy to dig into this. And everybody already heard in the intro how this is a very special episode for me. I recently moved to a different state and moved into my very first home with my fiance, which is so exciting and also just very overwhelming at the same time as we sit pretty much in this empty house with boxes acting as drawers and dressers. <laughs> so yep. um, yeah, I believe that just environment feeds into your mood, right? And we can contribute to your, it can contribute to your mental health the way it is and even how productive you can be. And so our home is also a place where hopefully we rest and recharge and put our heads down at night. So important to make it a space that makes you happy. And that's why I'm just so excited to dig deeper into all things elevating and being intentional about your environment today. But first, did you want to introduce yourself or maybe share any more about why you became an interior designer? Yeah, uh, I became an interior designer. I think it was natural in me. I, I was that girl, you know, 12, 13 years old, rearranging her room probably once a month. So I think it just it was just a natural progression um, to go into interior design. I love you know, all the before and afters. I love changing people's lives and just creating things that they don't just look pretty, but they function for them. I think there's a big misconception when we talk about interior design. A lot of people think about it as a luxury that others can pay at something that it's even at, at a point superfluous because we're talking about colors and pillows and not emotional health or, you know, finances. But it's amazing how interconnected our surroundings are 
to whatever everything you said, our mental health, um, you know, the way we work, how we work, how we connect with others. So I, I love all aspects that encompass the process of interior design. And I also, about four years ago, I niched down on first-time homeowners. For some years, I also worked as the real estate agent. So I think I got a good perspective of what happens before you take possession. And then as an interior designer, I come in after you take possession. I don't do real estate anymore. I just focus everything on interior design. And my message to first-time homeowners like yourself is to never wait until you think you have it all perfectly figured out. I think a lot of first-time homeowners, um, not everyone, but there's a good chunk that are limited by their budget. Now you're facing all these new expenses. Some, some of them you probably didn't even think you would have or are higher than what you had already planned for, but you're facing new expenses now. So you're a, you may have a limited budget and some may have the lack of knowledge, but when you combine the two, that's the evil. <laughs> that's the evil in, yeah. in for some homeowners. Yeah. Like, okay, I don't even know where to start. Like, what do I buy first? Do I paint my walls first? Or do I choose the flooring? Or do I choose the counter or the tiles? I mean, there's so many moving elements that have to combine. So I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to motivate and empower first time homeowners to tackle those dreams. Don't wait until you think you have it all figured out. Don't wait until you have the, all the money that you want to have. That's not good. Let's be intentional. That's why I really like the word you used at the beginning. It's about being intentional and not just wishing and pinning and dreaming. Yeah. Wow. That was so good. And the biggest thing that you said that just like really sat with me was just never wait till you have it all figured out. And that's something that I think just goes beyond the home. And you're, you see the home as like your foundation. Like a lot of times we want to fix like other things outside the home too, like to just create peace within ourselves. And it's like, that's where you're spending a majority of your time. And I think that's why the work that you're doing is just so important because it is that it should be that foundation piece that, you know, you do come back to. So that's super inspiring. And so what's one thing, this is a, a question that I ask all my guests, but what's one thing that you do in your life, or maybe it's in your home that makes you feel like the girl who can? Wow. I would have to go to my current situation where I'm working as a designer in the online space. Mm -hmm. And four years ago, I had never done a live. My Instagram account, my personal Instagram account was about photos. And I opened an interior design account. I never thought I could do lives and put myself out there, get myself out of my own way. I never thought I could be that person on podcast, interviewing people. I never thought I had a message that could change people's lives. So by me putting one step forward, just, you know, just gathering all the courage to do that one first live, it was probably May 2018 when I just, I just did it. My, I had a coach who motivated us to just go on lives and I did it for five minutes, five excruciating minutes. <laughs> that felt like it was an hour. But I look back and I was like, boy, like, 
it's so different from what I did that one time and what I do now. I've just grown so much. I can tackle technology. I'm not afraid of technology anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of putting myself out there. I believe that I do have a message to share with people. So that is one thing I'm doing every day <laughs> to yeah. make me feel that I can. I'm, I'm that girl who can. Yeah, I love that. And it's just the first step that what made you feel like the girl who can was that first step. The first step is always the hardest. And so it kind was of, really hard. Yeah. I, oh, I, I feel you oh, all the way with this podcast. The first episode was the hardest, but it's almost like the momentum keeps rolling after that. Cause you gain that courage first and that transfers over like into your home. Like I'm sitting in this empty house right now. And in one of your Instagram posts, you said Pinterest won't create your home. And so I want you to dive deeper oh. into like, what does that actually mean? Cause I resonate with that so much because I find myself in bed right now, just scrolling Pinterest, or we went to Ikea yesterday and I'm like, I can't buy anything because I don't even know where to start. I can't take that first step. Mm -hmm. I, cause I need to go to Pinterest and Mm -hmm. like get the inspiration first Mm -hmm. and it's scary and it's overwhelming. So where Mm -hmm. can you go into that a little bit deeper? Yeah, absolutely. I think Pinterest is a great tool. Don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong, but it's a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. Pinterest is absolutely great for inspiration and ideas you just fill yourself with ideas and inspiration but when all you're doing pinning 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 you are falling into what i call pinterest limbo you're just you have a full pinterest board with beautiful photos and you have nothing on your walls that is pinterest limbo and and a lot of people are guilty of it but i think what stops you from getting out of Pinterest limbo into action mode is that fear of making mistakes and the fear of I'm going to waste my money. I don't, I, I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to waste money. I don't want to waste time. Sometimes you're also wasting emotions because you're so invested in what you're buying and then having a result that looks completely different than it looks on Pinterest or in your mind, it's discouraging. And then it makes you believe you're not good at decorating. But it, it, it all goes back to intention and planning it right and envisioning it right. So if you take the right steps, you know, clarity to envisioning and then to planning. If you take the right steps, then you will know where to start and how to know that you're going in the right direction even before you purchase that first thing. So you're in your first home. That would be my suggestion to you. Yes, you're pinning and that is great. Pin with a purpose and we can talk about it also. Pin with a purpose, identify what your style is, envision, plan, and then go shopping. Don't do it backwards. Yeah. that You even created like these actionable steps. You were like, get clarity, envision, and then plan and then plan with the purpose or pin with a purpose. And so I think that's like transferring that like thought process into an actionable step, because that's how we get out of our head and into the doing with anything in life. And especially, you know, in, in, in your environment type thing. So how does one get clarity on what they want their environment to look like? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question first. Um, Clarity comes from a place of deep self-awareness. And this is where you have to start. This is, this is what I call a holistic 
interior design program or project, when it starts with self-awareness, with clarity, everybody, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you're not in this group, but I think everybody wants to go shopping first. We oh, all do. Yeah. <laughs> we all want to go buy the pillows and the art. That is the, that is the fun part of decorating your home. But put it this way, you hire into your designer and definitely the last thing they do is purchase. Before they do any, make any decisions, before they, they start presenting ideas to you, even if it's just ideas, they're going to ask you, Arisa, tell me about how you use your room. Tell me about who lives here. What's your schedule like? There's an array of questions. That we ask our paid clients and then we we do vision boards and proposals the very last thing is shopping so if this is the way we designers do it professionally with our paid clients that should tell you this is the way you should be doing it for yourself just just think about it you have to determine how this house how this home that you now have will support you and not the style. The style is last. I say to my clients, style follows lifestyle, meaning lifestyle goes first and then you make it pretty. Think about how can this space support this vision I have for my home life? You, you probably have a vision. We all do. We come into our place already thinking how we want to live this life in a place that now is our own. So think about that vision and now think, okay, how can my physical environment support that? If in your vision, you, you, you see yourself hosting friends, cooking dinner with them, not just for them, but maybe with them, then you have, you need a different kind of kitchen, a kitchen that, and, and I'm not talking style. You think about what kind of kitchen will support that? You're thinking, no, I want I want a place where I can just meditate and journal that's a different type of environment so what is it that you envision for your home life once you have that clear in your mind then you can start thinking okay what what do i need for that and then how can i make this pretty but you first have to go through the work we got to do it this way first if you start painting to then find out what matches that color to then find out what matches that sofa Trust me, you're doing it backwards. Oh, I just feel like I had a huge aha moment while you were talking because i that's how I was going about it of like that whole backwards approach. But from what I'm getting of what you're saying is that it is so individual. Like I'm on Pinterest mm -hmm. and I'm looking at somebody else's home or I want it to look like that. But why, why do I want it to look like that? And does it fit with my own values of like, do I want a space to work in a place that makes me productive? Do I want a space to um, pray and have my quiet times in the morning? Things like that, that are important to me. I'm not thinking about that first. I'm just thinking about what it, the color paint should be. And ultimately yes. when we do those things first, I mean, this can apply to other things in life when we kind of go for, oh, what they have first or what that looks like over there, the grass is greener on the other side. We're mm -hmm. kind of sit with like, wait, I don't really like this or it just didn't turn out the way maybe we hoped it be, but that's because we didn't go down to the intentionality first and the why behind it. So I think that is so good to look at um, 
for those listening, like what are, what are your individual values? What do you want to be brought into your home and start there first? Literally put pen to paper. I think that that's what I'm going to do for sure. And do you, yeah, do you, do you encourage your clients to view like their own values or like bring self-care into the, their home? And how do you do that? Oh, a hundred percent. I have a program called Pins to Reality for a reason. And I do not move forward into the next step until the students have actually understood, okay, I, it's not about the style. It's not about making it pretty. It's about analyzing what is your lifestyle. So how do we do that? You want to put down on paper, uh, but, but again, this it has, there has to be a lot of self-awareness and it's not the funnest thing to do, but it, this is being intentional. This, this is doing it the right way. Write down, okay, what is it that I do in my home? Okay, well, how do I use this space? What are the activities? And a lot of people will go, well, duh, it's a living room we, or it's a dining room we eat, but do not take for granted the way you eat. Some people will, some people will never eat at home. And they they just eat out. Some people do not cook at home. They bring they their the takeouts from different restaurants. Some people cook with children. Some people like to go very elaborate with recipes. And some people just will set the table very simple. And I want to see a pretty table. I mean, I could go on and on. So don't take for granted the way. You eat, I'm using the dining room because we eat differently. I have, in my own home, this may sound a little bit uh, different for others, but we don't watch TV. We don't have the phone at our homes, and at our table, sorry. And even when our kids who are adults, when they're done, my husband would say, stay and talk with us. Stay and just have some family time. And sometimes they would say, well, I already ate. Doesn't matter. Come. So... You see, there's so many different dynamics that we have as family. So you got to go to that place. How do we eat as a couple or as a family? So you got to go to that space first. How do I envision my life? How do I use this room? And then you got to analyze, okay, what do I need? If, if this is my perfect vision, what do I need in this space to make it happen? And then you analyze, okay, what do I already have? And then you can start adding things that you don't have into your shopping list. But, but it, this, the, the process will help you see, okay, what do I already have? Because chances are that you may already have a lot of things in your home that you don't need to go ahead and purchase. I like all that you said in that answer. And, it, and it, when it came down to like asking those tactical questions of what is it that you're doing in the, in your home? What is it that you're doing in this room and continuing to invite back in that individuality and intentionality behind it at that, but also just looking at the future. Like, what is it that you want maybe for your life? Maybe being your environment, starting with your environment is a good place to change what happens outside that environment, how you're showing up to work or for your family or, you know, doing those things. Mm -hmm. And something I have to ask. So you mentioned like the TV, um, as an interior designer, does a TV belong in the bedroom? What do you think about that? Since you're somebody who, you know, invites in like, okay, let's be intentional. And especially with my podcast, like I value, or I want to bring to the listeners, like 
prioritizing rest. And sometimes we can think about rest as, oh, going to Netflix or like numbing out on TikTok or Instagram and scrolling and Pinteresting. And so TV in the bedroom, just want to hear your thoughts. I've had this conversation before actually with another self-care provider. So let me, let me answer that question two ways from my personal point of view. Okay. I don't think the TV belongs in the bedroom. I've been married almost 31 years this October, and we've never had a TV in the bedroom. Um, So I think the bedroom is for connecting with your spouse and for resting, um, meditating, reading. A TV will probably take over a lot of those things if you had it there, if you had it in in your bedroom. That is my own personal opinion. However, we now have these little things called phone. Mm -hmm. So whether you have a TV or not in your bedroom, you're bringing the TV with you into your bed. And I do it. I I mean, probably checking my Instagram and my emails, the last thing I do. Does it make it right? It's debatable. But interior design is not about right or wrong. There are some things that will make or break a room, some general rules like the size of your rug or the scale of the artwork on your walls, things like that, that will elevate it instead of making it, you know, just like, oh, okay, there's a photo on the wall. But when we're talking about things that pertain to lifestyle that are very subjective to the the dynamics of the family, there's no right or wrong. I think that you first have to see, okay, will this help my relationship will this help me achieve what I envision? If if it's not helping you, if you're you're you know defaulting to a TV and you really are wishing that you took this time to read and journal and meditate, but the TV is interfering, then the TV should not belong there. Mm-hmm. If you need your me time and watching TV feeds that then that's what you need. So it it really goes back to to that self-awareness. It's key. I can't stress it anymore. It's key. The answer will go back to how you envision your life. You may want to have, um, you know, prep meals and have this really good healthy way to eat and exercise, but you still need to have a space in your kitchen where it's easy for you to find your ingredients and your utensils. Otherwise, if you open your cupboards and everything is full with expired cans, it's gonna demotivate you. And you're gonna go like, you know, this, this, it's not worth it. I'm frustrated and you're not gonna do it. So wherever your visions and your goals are, you need to provide that space. And the layout, what we choose, what we put on our walls can inspire us to be the person we want to be. Again, it's about intention. Yeah, inspiring. Our homes need to be a place that inspires who we want to be. I think that's huge. And you also, I love how you invited in just a space for grace. You didn't say like, no, TVs don't belong in the bedroom. Like we know, we all know that's bad. And, you know, we don't want to do it. And we know the effects, things like that it's like about that awareness, but also inviting in Mm -hmm. that, that grace for, um, balance. Like, Hey, if watching a a movie at the end of the day with your, with your significant other, your friend fills up your cup, 
please do that. You know, like sometimes I think too, we get so hard on ourselves with what self-care actually is of, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, we need to meditate two times a day. We need to prep our meals. We need to make sure our friends are just have, we get so wrapped up where self-care doesn't become self-care anymore. And it becomes a little bit more of a stressor. So for someone who wants to invite in, maybe, maybe their home environment feels like a little bit more of like stressful for them, or maybe they, they have a partner in, in they're sharing the room, their home with somebody who maybe isn't creating in a supportive environment. Um, how do you suggest someone to invite in a bit of like that balance self-care and maybe into their room or things like that? I think the first thing someone in that situation has to do is go to the root of the problem. If the space is not inspiring, if you're coming to your home and going, Ugh, instead of, ah, right, mm. that, that feeling, then fi- you gotta determine why, look around. Is it that it's, you know, there are boxes and clutter reminding you of what you are not doing or what you should be doing? Is it that, you know, it's uncomfortable uncomfortable to move around or you got to turn this way so you can, you can actually watch TV or you're embarrassed and you don't want anyone to come unannounced because you got to put things away. Like, what is, what is it in your home that is not inspiring you? It's not letting you live your life to the fullest. And let me just say this. My home is not perfect. I come in and I see shoes in the entrance or there will be bags on the kitchen island. My home is not perfect. A home that inspires you does not have to be perfect and does not have to be organized all the time because you, I love my home. Even if I come in and I go like, oh my gosh, these shoes. <laughs> I still love the home, my home because I am surrounded by things that I like. I am surrounded by paintings, photos, artwork that I love and that speak about who I am. There's three design targets that I talk to to my students that will let you know if you're heading in the right direction or not. I believe everyone should aim to have rooms that are cohesive, where everything around looks works in harmony to create a really nice room that inspires you. I believe in rooms that are evergreen, that won't expire when the trend goes away. And I believe in rooms that are personal, that show your personality, and that don't look like a furniture catalog, but hey, somebody lives here. This this home, this room I'm at tells the story of the people that live here. So use the things that you love. How many of us have things that we bought in trips or that you know somebody gave to us and they're in boxes because they're they're they bring a good memory to us but they're in boxes take those things out of the box and use them around your home there are ways that we can do that but just fill your home with things that are personal to you so even if you find shoes in in my home and you know there's a jacket on the couch and a computer cable on the floor this home speaks about who i am and it inspires Mm -hmm. me and i love it so Sometimes, and and I'm going to say this, some people, the organizers here listening will probably be very happy. And the ones who like shopping and not getting rid of things will not. But the truth is that clutter gets on our way a lot. 
And sometimes, and I'll tell you a quick story. I had a client who invited me to her home and she said, my home does not inspire me. I don't know what to do. First thing I go, I see when I go in is shoes and bags all over the entrance. And there were ample storage space, you know, right by the entrance. But there were no solutions for her kids. There were not, not easy access for them to, this is where the shoes go, this is where you hang. But here she wanted colors and wallpaper and artwork. Trust me, Arissa, nothing, no wallpaper, no expensive lighting or furniture would fix the root of the problem. So we needed to solve that first to then make it pretty. So that's why I tell my, my clients, you know, lifestyle goes first, style follows, but you got to fix it first and then look for ways of making it pretty. So find the root of the problem, determine how to fix it, then add your style, but make sure that you're adding your personality. Don't, don't attempt to bring your favorite Instagrammer or the, your favorite influencer into the picture. Just you got to find out what that unique design code is. And if you have a spouse, a fiance, someone you're sharing the space with, you have to have that conversation with them and make sure that you're aligned. Make sure that you're, this space is satisfying both of you, not just you. So some people won't care. Some people will go like, you know, just you do whatever you want. But, at, you know, very deep, they also have a need for a space that inspires them. Yeah, and that inspiration, like you said, is imperfect sometimes mm-hmm. you know it, it is a little bit messy but that's that's what is uniquely makes it our own and ultimately too it's almost it plays into like if things are always pretty all the time it's almost like what are we what are we hiding like mm-hmm. there is there is a bit of like this organicness that does come from the shoes on the floor that comes from you know you have a family that is able still to be, you know, you're housing this, this home under, and that's a blessing in itself. That's why the little shoes are there. That's why there's food on the counter. Just viewing, it sounds like almost like shifting the mindset of like, yeah, there's dishes in the sink, but that's because I was able to eat today type of thing. And yes, it might look not perfect on the outside, but it's what makes your home, your home. Yeah. And, and when you surround yourself with things that you love, those dishes on the table or on the sink will be there but your home environment is still a Mm -hmm. place that you like yeah dishes need to be washed kids need to learn to put shoes in their place yes we should have a place for everything all those things are given i think we all know that but when you're not doing anything to fix them and that is preventing you from enjoying your space you need to provide solutions. I think it's not only for our day-to-day life. I think we're also helping our future generations bring into their own lives habits that will empower them to do the same in their own homes. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And and recapping too what you said about like you want to make rooms be cohesive or you tell your clients cohesive, evergreen, and personal as well. And I want to make sure people can also, you know, if they want to work with you too, they have access to is so is I know you mentioned to me, you have this threefold design map. Is that part of that or what um, kind of roadmap is that? I like using the analogy of going on a vacation. When you are planning your trip, you always would always know beforehand where you're going, how long you're staying there where you're staying, 
what activities you're going to be performing, how much is it going to cost, are you going to be able to withdraw money there, or do you need to take it with you, do you need vaccines, do you need insurance, I could go on and on, and, mm -hmm. and I'm sure you will have other things to add. You find all that first before packing. So let's look at that same analogy and transfer that into our home. Finding out what you need, your design style, or what I call your unique design code, how big your room is, what you have, how much you want to spend, all these things, you gotta, you gotta find that out first before you start packing or before you start buying, mm -hmm. making decisions. So this is why I call it a map. And it's a threefold map because I, I teach my students that it's, you gotta, there are three design pillars. We talked about them, which are clarity, vision, and planning. There are three design departure points, sorry. These departure points will help you get started because like you said, like sometimes I don't know, do I buy this first or not? It's overwhelming. There's so many things I wanna do in my home. I have X amount of rooms and I don't even know where to start. So these departure points will help you. It's about uh, determining the mood that you want in your room, finding out what your inspiration piece is that will help you tremendously to know what the next step is and the next step and also your ideal budget you take those three design departure points and you aim them towards your three design targets which is cohesiveness personal rooms and evergreen rooms and now you have a map you have a map where you weave in your personal lifestyle your design code and your budget and your planning as it goes envisioning first before you actually buy anything once you purchase something that becomes a constraint so I, i'm encouraging everyone in you specifically to get to vision first and then reverse engineer the process know where you're heading and then start buying from that vision from knowing that this is going to work because i've already envisioned it mm -hmm. i've already have it in a mood board that this is what i teach in my group pins to reality and i take you to a journey um, it is a journey. It is like a yeah. vacation. <laughs> you need to know what you're, where you're going before you pack. And it's almost like it's always changing, like depending on the seasons that we're in and like, that's okay too. I think that's almost the fun of it, but yeah, almost free, reframing the mind. Like you said, reverse engineering of, okay, starting with the why first, why, what do you want to do with this space? And then going backwards from there, because ultimately that becomes the most important piece of the puzzle, not about what it looks like. Yes, we want it to visually look good because that's appealing to us, but why Why the root of the intentionality needs to always be there behind the, the, the color of the walls type of thing. Mm -hmm. And where can people find this and, and work with you? Yes. Um Come hang out with me on Instagram. That would be the first thing. I'm on mm -hmm. interiors underscore by underscore Jessica. So interiors by Jessica. I like talking about all these things about budget and being intentional and stop pinning and just start acting. And I also have a group that starts soon. It's called Pins to Reality. So you can go to pinstoreality.com and check it out. Uh, the next group starts in July and you you will go on this journey of clarity and vision and planning but it's not just a journey it's in this group you can stay for a long time for as long as you want and ask questions on it's on a facebook group so you can just upload your photo post it and say hey 
this is where I'm heading. Um, how does that look to you? It's like having an interior design on demand, uh, interior designer on demand where you can ask questions and we have live Q and A's. It's a really fun place to go. I, I have students that have told me that it's changed forever the way they shop for their homes. And I hope that by, you know, by teaching all these principles and this holistic approach of designing your home gives you that empowerment to change the way we make decisions, not just in our home, because this, these principles are true for wherever, in whatever area of your home. But bringing it back to your home, I'm, I am hoping that your home is that place that you come and you you sigh, you're like, ah, I'm home. It may not be perfect, but I love it. I love that so much. And I love just the your mission behind it the way you want to mm -hmm. kind of change individuals' homes. And it's so empowering to hear it is it for, especially for me to receive that as like a first time home buyer, I'm trying to like respond, but also like take notes for, for my own self. So I know <laughs> what to do after we get off the call and I will link all of those resources that she mentioned in the show notes for everybody. So you can go hang out with her, check her out, her website or any of her um, resources that she has for you and take advantage of them. And even if you're not in a home and you're not a first time home buyer, um, is this something that people can take advantage of? Or do you feel like even if they're in an apartment, something that they can learn from? Absolutely. Even if you are renting, because mm -hmm. a lot of people would say, I'm renting, this is not my home. It doesn't really matter. You live there. You're going to be there one year. It's 365 times you wake up. Yeah. It's 52 weekends, 52 times that you can bring your friends over. So think about the opportunities you're missing when you're not creating a place that supports you. So yes, um, if anybody's interested in the free guide that talks about creating a sanctuary in a home, I'll give you the link for that. But it will take you, it will take you through that self-awareness process that will help you get to clarity before you actually start shopping. Awesome. Perfect. Well, I'm excited for everybody to get their hands on that and just take more advantage of what you have to offer. Um, but just as a recap, I mean, one of the first things we said in this, this conversation was never wait till you have it figured out to start. And that's kind of like a big key takeaway and taking those action steps, getting out of the scrolling, getting out of your head, or I don't know where to start and start taking action. I say it all the time on this, on this show that we are called to take action, whatever that might be. And uh, Jessica had mentioned about just having clarity first, envisioning, and then planning. Those are action steps that you can do and walk alongside her by taking advantage of her resources too. And knowing that your home is, is individual to you. It can be imperfect. It can be messy, but it can also be a place that inspires you. Um, and starting with your own values of what's the solution you want with this room or the space and inviting in other people, if that's what your situation is right now, whether it's a problem, getting to root of the problem, or just being intentional with that other person. So then you're inviting in a sense of community too. And so, yeah, this, this, um, this interview was just really great, Jessica. And I'm so happy we got to sit down and talk about this and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Arisa. That recap was amazing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. It was an honor. Of course. Bye, everybody.